Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Forever. Hi, everybody. It's Michelle Collins. It's a brand new sparkling episode of Midnight Snack. I'm not going to lie. You know, I do put makeup on and I do my hair for these recordings. And for some reason today, I wore this dress that I almost I was this close to donating. And I thought, you know what? It's from India, Dan. I got it specially made in India from eShakti. Really? This is not paid promotion. This is I never ordered anything from them again. <laughs> You know they're not paying. It's the last thing I ever ordered from. But I wore it. It's pretty though. But I wore it to this event, and I saw pictures, and I was like, "Oh God, it's it's horrible on me." And um, I thought from here up, it was pretty. Just this part. Oh, it looks nice. Yeah, it looks pretty. It's very flattering. Uh, My boobs are. It's the talk of the podcast before we started. What is (laughs) going on with my boobs today? Of the party pump. Oh, what are we talking about? Middle school with a party plum? That's fun. <laughs> anyway, I'm here. It's Midnight Snack. It's Michelle Collins. Uh, you may know me from my gratuitous Instagram account at Mishcall, where lately I'm just posting pictures of myself in one pieces and losing followers by the second. And I'm here with my dear friend and, um, oh, Adam Rippon. I have to correct the what he said. Remember last week I said core host? Obviously, yes. that doesn't make sense. He said I should call you my correspondent. Oh, that's really good. 
Oh, that's fun. He's the best. Yeah, that's so very smart. I botched I it, but you're my correspondent. It's Dan Acton. Hi, Dan. <laughs> hey, how are you, Michelle? I love <laughs> Sorry, you, just I, a, you just took a big swig of tab or whatever that is. It was. <laughs> hey, don't bring up my don't, don't bring my tab up on the show. It was a big swig of tab. It's my fancy Kirkland brand coffee. I went to go to uh, Costco on my way home from Connecticut yesterday and they were closed on Labor Day. Thoughts on that? Oh, well, that's a bummer, but it's good for the, I don't know, people that work there. I guess good for the guys making the chickens. I always think of those boys. I'm always like, who's who's roasting the chickens there today? I don't think (laughs) of anyone else but the guys in the back with the hairnets on who have to twist the chickies. Anyway, hi, everybody. Uh, how is everyone's Labor Day? We had a long weekend. I took a day off of work, so I had a four-day weekend. It was really nice. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. It was so beautiful out. It was literally, like, for me, it did feel, like, godly this weekend. I felt closer yeah. to God than ever. Yeah, it's perfect. And I'm weather. an atheist. <laughs> Surprising. <laughs> I'm agnostic on my dating profile, but let's be Yeah, real. of course. You have to be, a, yeah. You can't be like, he's dead. God is yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, looking like... for love. <laughs> God never existed. So I love bubble tea. And <laughs> you can't be like a flirty atheist. It's really That's tough. That's so funny. Yeah, I do that too. I mean, I, I'm, I think I'm agnostic on anything, any form that you have to fill out, because otherwise you're like Richard Dawkins or, or whatever. Richard, like or worse, Richard Dawson, kissing ladies Richard on the Dawson. lips at Von Family Feud. Um, <laughs> another famed atheist, Richard Dawson. Uh, <laughs> Things that don't exist, God. Like sexual harassment policy. That's what the, these are all the family feud answers. That would be, uh, anyway. Um, so yes. Yeah, so God is dad. Um, it's, it's really funny with that dating profile thing too. You have to really set yourself up in a way where actually my friend, Jason, this is kind of funny. Did I bring this up last week? Am I running out of material? Maybe I have a big story to tell you guys, but, um, my, someone commented in one of the reviews on the podcast being like, she repeats stories from her serious XM show. <laughs> Be more transparent, which is like you couldn't get any. My whole my tits are fully out. Nipple is showing. Like there, I'm getting an eyeful. Yeah, uh, two two eyefuls. <laughs> there's no. Uh, there's I'm as transparent as it gets. But you know, in the time of coronavirus, there's only so much to talk about. And I do have a big story that I decided. I only pick the big ones to double dip from my serious show into the podcast. And I do believe this counts. But before we get to it, um, we're talking about, oh, dating <laughs> profiles. Because, right. Dan, you're on the profiles as well. Yeah. And you want to show some flexibility, I think. Like, I could be talked into it. You know, if you talked meet somebody. Talked into anything, you mean? Literally anything. I feel like Dan always has something cooking. You always have something going on, but you really are down for almost anything. You can teach me to be like you. Yeah, that is true. Well, you have to have like your own little hobbies going and uh, be open for anything. But but yeah, I'm like flexible. I'm ready for a good time at any moment. I'm going to ask a controversial question and I really don't uh-huh. want to get canceled. Okay. But I think that in straight dating, like I'm yeah. sure when people have fantasies, they, you know where I'm going with this, right? They hold them very near and dear until you really feel trust with your partner. Like, especially (laughs) I think that men tend to have, that's not really true. This is me stereotyping, but like, you know, like really like fantasy is like, okay, I'm going to knock on the door. I want you to be laying in bed. You're asleep and you're like, come in. And then I come in, blah, blah, blah. 
Right. That takes a long time for a couple, unless they're like really like real sex on HBO levels of nooniness, <laughs> you know, to get there. But I feel like, am I wrong to say that that gay men specifically, Justin, I know this from my my friends, are sure. more open and willing to hear out other fantasies? Oh, that's, yeah, that's my experience. Yeah. Why is so that? they'll just say on an app, they'll, their headline will just be like dentist fantasy. Dentist and fantasy. That was somebody that I talked to for a while. Yeah, so that that was somebody that I talked to for a second, but it seemed like there was a lot of equipment. I couldn't really do it. Like I couldn't, I, you know. Wait, like you, to, he wanted to have. Hold on one second. He wanted you to like when he came in to have the little mirror and everything. Yeah, it was like it was actually just like Little Shop of Horrors. It was like that kind oh, of wow. Yeah, that thing, and I couldn't. I, I don't think I could deliver. Like you have to have like a chair that bends back. Yeah, there's all this stuff. Like well, hold, he needs <laughs> to go to a dentist's office. No one has that in their house. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> And then let me ask you this, because I've never taken part in this level of fantasy where it's been like a whole off-Broadway play. Like, I just never have. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think like straight guys are very uncreative. It's like threesome. You know, they're like, they're like, 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 it's just like idiots. Um, That, yeah, it's that actually feels like something I'd be good at because I love to act. I'm very natural. And when you're doing this, how do you even discover that you have that fantasy? That's what I don't get. Like, am I just not creative? Because I I have a fantasy, yeah, that I'm in a dressing room at a Marshall's and some hot guy (laughs) goes into the wrong room with all his like chaps, polos and like, (laughs) wait, I'm actually getting into this. (laughs) Wait, that's no, that's a that's like a legit scenario. Go on. Come on. Wait, I'm into this. Like, I'm like, I could never come up with my fantasy. All right. Hear me out. I'm in, the, <laughs> I'm in the Loman's dressing room. I'm the last woman there. It's almost closing it's time. Closing it's time. huge. It's an open room and the they close the male dressing room. So the only place he can try <laughs> stuff on is with me in the communal Loman's. <laughs> I'm there. I'm the in guy my is like, spanks. I must try this on. Yeah. He's just like, I got to have it. He comes in. I'm trying to think of what's like the most Loman's men's thing. He comes in. Wait, it's going to take me a second with like a Pierre Cardin suit. That is such a low man's purchase, I feel. <laughs> Pierre Cardin suit, hangs it up, catches glimpse of me in my beige shorty Spanx with the straps like the suspenders. Yes. Tits out like over the overhang. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, and then you could take it. I feel like I'm actually turning people on by talking about this. This is like going to be the most downloaded <laughs> thing you've ever done. <laughs> I notice he's hard as a rock. This is like Jiminy Glick now. And I'm like, nice suit. It's, it's just his erection sticking out of the open pants fly. Uh, <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah. Now I'm turning everyone on. All right, everyone, listen. I um, I also have needs, in case you were wondering. I do. But I was saying, though, like, how how does someone really realize, like, the dentist? Like, was it when they were little, they were turned, they got an erection at the dentist and not... You know what I mean? Like, I wonder what yeah, does it for them. Yeah, happening. I think you're just, like, attuned to what's going on, and maybe you're at the dentist, and you're like, oh, there's something happening here. Maybe I can, uh, you know, it's seeing the possibilities in life. Maybe Take I could advantage. get somebody to, yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe I'm stupid, though, because there are, like, pilot fantasies. Everyone has those, you know, those, I'm trying to think of, like, what? but there's so. What's a pilot fantasy? Like, fucking the pilot of your plane on the plane? While he's, while he's flying? Yeah. <laughs> Straddling okay. him. Well, it's oh. autopilot, Dan. Have you been on a plane recently? Come on. <laughs> no. They land, <laughs> they land themselves. Um, <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. For me, it would just be hard because I feel like 
isn't the perfect idea that you meet someone who has your fetish. Cause like, that's my point oh, is yeah. like, if I met a, like with a foot fetish, it's like, I do it, but I feel like I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. getting to those towns. Like I would just be like, right. okay, does this make you happy? Good. You know? Yeah, and exactly. And you have to be into it the exact same amount, yes. ideally, because if you're like, oh, this is perfect. And then you go home and they're like, uh, you know, I'm, you're into clowns, too. And then it's like a complete circus tent at their place. Then it's like, I'm not into the, that much. He has termites. He's yeah. like, this has nothing to do with the fetish. I literally had a house full of termites. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was an illuminating conversation, Dan. Not what I planned on talking about today, but I, you know, you oh, we're talking about dating you really profiles. Never, you really never know. You really don't know where the show is going to go. No, that's what it was. That my friend Jason went through because I joined a new, stupidly, I regret it already, but I joined, you know, I think everyone's like out of their minds right now because of the situation with the world. And you can't, you literally cannot people meet people in person anymore. I mean, that just isn't an option at all. Like I'm saying to go to like a bar and, you know, exchange. My hair just looked like Morticia Adams. Did you see that? I had like this kind of hair. Um, <laughs> new fetish. Uh, <laughs> I just want a guy who's like a severed hand. No, but my friend Jason was like, this is, you have to, he read online somewhere that you have to have, cause you only get like six pictures. You have to have oh. like fun, like pretty picture or like sexy picture, picture with friends, picture at work. Um, one with an animal. There's like yeah. all these like little check boxes. Cause for me, I'm always like, well, I just want to look hot. Like, I want to be, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. Like, you need to have all these other ones. So, and the one at work was hard because I don't want guys to know that I do what I do until yeah, right. it's just like a weird. I, I have a really good, I hit like two of those with my like usual photo that I use. Uh, a few years ago, I went to Tokyo and I went to an owl cafe where you can hold oh my an God. animal, an owl on your forearm. And what's really good is you show Flex. it towards the camera and it makes your bicep look like as big as my waist. So it's like two birds. Well, there's one bird, but two birds with one stone. That's like, by uh, the way, the last place I'd want a picture for my dating profile with my bicep, like busting. I already have fairly. Look at that. <laughs> look at my biceps, honestly. And this is with no exercise. They're like, look at that. You're jacked. You wow, agree, right? Toned. Yeah, I know. And this, this is, is like, this is like, no, this is just basketball arms for some reason, even though I've never played the sport. <laughs> um, so the last thing I want is like an owl on my arm as it's like busting through my tunic hole. Like, yeah, boys, all this and more. Meanwhile, right now I'm giving a lot. These boobs. I don't know what happened. I went away for the weekend. They've grown, haven't they? I've been doing keto, but I think because I'm eating so much cheese and milk and shit that they get bigger. Oh, it's the dairy. It goes it's the straight dairy to the, goes straight to yeah, my titties. Now listen. <laughs> um, wait, I have to tell you something I did this weekend. It's controversial. It's exciting. You already know because I think Uh-oh. I told you. Go on. So I went this weekend to Great Barrington, Massachusetts, the Berkshires. Yes. Uh, have you been? No. Hmm. Charming, charming place. Uh, Very cute. I've been many times, weirdly. I don't know. I just have friends who always end up there. Eventually, I went down to Connecticut. My friends have a place in um, New Milford around there. Gorgeous house. Seriously, like, I knew it was going to be nice because they're two of the most tasteful. Dan, you would have shit. Like, very much your style, actually. Like, everything kind of from France. Like, very rustic country, but also Mm. mid-century and... Love it. They're artists. And so it just has a flair to it. Just really beautiful. Everything was tasteful and impeccable with a beautiful pool. And I had DM'd. Now, this is where the story gets good. Dorinda Medley. Mm. Recently let go 
New York, Real Housewife of New York, recently let go. A lot of people, and I I hope nothing I say disparages Dorinda because I'm fond of her, but I even tweeted, like, how did they fire Dorinda before, (laughs) I mean, you name 50 other people on those shows that bring nothing to the show. And, you know, there's talk about how she was very angry this season. She drinks, you know, there's, I mean, those are things that you'd be stupid not to bring up. It's, you, yes. do you watch the show? Yes, I watched it and I watched the finale last week too. You yeah. watched the finale. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it was a rough season for her. It's been a rough couple years for her on the show as far as like what we've seen at home on TV. Yeah. She really only had the thing with um, Tinsley. And it was just one note over and over again. Like being I, angry I, at this I would, girl Tinsley. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I could hang out with her and be, she's the one of all of them that I could relax around in real life. If Very we're much. Somehow hanging out. Um, but yeah, the season mostly she was very angry. tiring. Very yeah, angry. angry. Yeah, yeah. You know, she broke up with her boyfriend, John of Madame Paulette dry cleaning fame. And, uh-huh. um, <laughs> and I, and I've met her into a number of times. I forget where I first met her, but you know, we were friendly. There was there was a time when she was going to do my UCB show and it didn't work out like last minute. And I think I was like yeah. mad about that. But it's like, it's fine. I mean, she of all the housewives I've met and I really like Luann. Luann's always been really nice to me. But I agree with you that of all the ones that I'd actually want to really drink with, she's yeah. by far or like hang out with. Not all about right. drinking, but right. she's the most down to earth, I would say, of the New York women. Yeah, I agree. And I've not met Leah. I've met Bethany. You know, my whole thing with Bethany is um, I think she's probably the smartest one that's ever been on any of the franchises. Yes. Outside of Potomac, because Potomac, they're really smart. But um, I was going to talk shit about someone. No, with Dorinda. But she always was kind to me. Like, if ever I saw her at an event, always remembered me, always hugging, sweet, warm. I like that. Can't say it about any of the other ones. Hmm. Outside, of, I don't count Luann in this because I feel like I work with Luann here and there. You know what I mean? But right, right, that's a little different. Yeah, it is. But um, just kind. So I was with my friend Sarah Joe, and I. She was like, "You got it. We're in the Berkshires." For those who don't watch the show, every season they go to Dorinda's house. They call it. It's called Bluestone Manor. They call it the Berkshires, and uh, which is very funny, by the way. That does make me laugh. And. There's always some crazy shit goes down. I mean, literally every time they go, whether it be Luann staying in the fish room and then insisting on leaving or uh, Ramona damaging. Do you remember when Ramona damaged the walls in her room? Yeah, she pulled the lights off the wall. (laughs) That was terrible. Horrible. Yeah. Uh, But a lot of shit goes down and there was a flood in the house and she had to do like a million dollars worth of renovation in Mm. order to get it back to where it was. So a lot of the stuff that we saw this season that... Like the thing that I was most excited to see, believe it or not, were the green velvet paisley chairs in that dining room. I was just thinking about that. I was going to ask you. So did you see them? Like, so wait, wait so wait, go on. Yeah, Keep go that on. in the back of your mind. So, so like my friend, floating in the, they were just, like, <laughs> yeah, one fell on me on my head. It was so weird from the ceiling. We, I don't know what that means. We go, Sarah's like, you got to DM Dorinda that you're in the Berkshires because you do know, like we follow each other on Instagram. You know yeah. what I mean? We were friendly. Sure. And I thought, you know what? You why not? Let's do it. Even though it's a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. So I sent her this DM. This was on Thursday evening and Sarah ended up going back. She lives nearby. She ended up going back home. I went to Connecticut and Dorinda writes back Saturday, like come over anytime. Would love to see you. So nice. Anytime. So I figured let's, let me come back there Sunday because I just left. 
So Sunday, I was like nervous. Honestly, I wore a beautiful dress that I just got and did the hair and makeup, everything else. And I drove the hour back to the Berkshires and I went to Bluestone Manor. I went to the house. Uh, That's so cool. How fun is that? (laughs) That's really, really fun. I feel like I know that house. Like when you walk through the gates, you know, like I feel like I just remember everything about that house. Like in a past life, in a past life, you've been there. Well, you know, what's funny is that I I mentioned to her how when Lifetime came to my apartment to film something, they like really fucked one of my walls up. And she was like, don't even ask what happens. Like she, I'm sure she wouldn't mind me saying this on the show, but or here, I'm sure. But, you know, it's a given that when you have camera people and equipment in your house, things are going to get ruined. And she was showing me things that shattered like these expensive like figurines that her, you know, late husband bought her that got broken and all these things. And she kind of had a good attitude about it. I got to give it to her, but I drove through the front gates. It felt like going into downtown Abbey. I did not know what kind of a grand uh, estate really this house was going to be. It was an estate. It felt like you were in Tuscany. It did not feel like America. Wow. Or like a castle or something. It's beyond. Right, right, right. Parked. I brought some wine, even though I, I can only drink vodka or tequila on my diet. Um, walked in. Her friend Mona was there. Now, I thought I had met Mona in person because, you know, when you see someone, you're like, I know you. Like, we've met at an event or something. Yeah. And then Dorinda was like, well, she's been on the show before. I feel like the stands of Roni are going to come for me that I don't remember Mona from the show. But yeah, she's kind Mona? of a deep voice, lovely woman. She's um, just Dorinda's friend, blonde lady. Maybe she came to one of the okay. parties. Oh, okay. I have to look her up. Yeah. Very, really a, a lovely lady. And yeah. so as the three of us, we sat far apart. And for me, it was like basically seeing an off-Broadway show starring Dorinda. I got, <laughs> as we were speaking, you know, of course, stories kind of were told here and there. Nothing too controversial, to be honest with you, but sure. sort of about what happened. And, you know, I was not, I wasn't there as like a reporter or a podcaster. The show gets canceled. <laughs> you know, I was there just to say hi to her and and be company. You know what I mean? So I wasn't yeah. there like digging for dirt or anything. Um, right. my, my question is like whether or not she watched the season. And like, if I was professionally interviewing her, I would say, yeah. do you have like regrets about anything that happened? Right. I don't know if she does. I'll be honest. She seemed very secure in, in the season and her yeah. beefs with people. I could tell like they weren't just necessarily for camera, you know? Um, that, that was just my take on it with just keeping things vague. I mean, I felt like she obviously has gone through a lot of things. She had to deal with the renovation of her house, her breakup, obviously losing her husband, I think took a huge emotional toll on her that I don't think you really ever lose, especially because he bought her that house. You know, that's, it's, it's a very beautiful story actually that I'll let her tell, but there are, she had some great stories. So, you know what she reminded me of when I was little, or like a teenager, my parents had friends from Long Island because they lived in Long Island for many years who were like these Italian, like funny and smart, hilarious women who would destroy you. Like if you didn't, you know, (laughs) if you were annoying or like, I hate to say it, but like a Tinsley, you could not hang. You couldn't keep up. It was too smart. Right, right. And being with her for me kind of reminded me of like a little kid, like watching my mom's friends from Long Island and like that kind of like a no bullshit this is what it's gonna be cut to the chase kind of an energy and i i I liked it yeah i'm gonna miss her on the show like her her presence i like that she has bluestone manor i like that she brings like 
just the sense of herself. She's like, a, I, li- I like when people are very um, confident in themselves on that show. That's why I like Luann so much. It's just really. Oh, I agree. It, it makes everything that's funny. It makes it funnier. Like, but I, Ramona, I, like, I mean, Ramona does make for good TV. But like, I'll be honest, yeah. I've kind of had it with Ramona. Like if they're going to get rid of anyone, yeah, she's yeah. just like, what does she really bring to the table? I mean, truly, other than not being like a true wasted person. <laughs> she's probably the most sober of everyone. So in a way, that's like a good uh, thing. Uh, when yeah, they got rid of Bethany. She's, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, well, at the end of the, yeah. the the finale, she was like, "Well, uh, we've all grown so much this year." <laughs> like, yeah, like happy. Like what? <laughs> what are you talking? And that disgusting guy that she brought to that party, Roy, Ron, oh, whatever yeah, that guy's name yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who? The funniest part of that whole finale with that weird janky party that Sonia threw. Sonia threw this drag queen bingo. It felt <laughs> like it was in a basement in like 1986 of some weird. <laughs> suburban diner's basement. It had such a bad feeling for it to feel bad on TV. It had to be horrible in person. Cause usually it's parties crazy. feel fun, especially now, you know, yeah, right, but right, this right. guy, I think his name was Roy for sure. Israeli. I could hear the accent uh, was really lechy with Leah. And at one point this should have cracked me up. He had his head like next to her. She was looking ahead and he yeah. leaned down to say something to her and she screamed and ran that, <laughs> that did make me laugh. That actually That's did funny. earn Leah some points for me, but, um, but yeah, I, it was fun. I loved I love I loved the the very final moments when they like roll the credits basically and like everybody's calmed down but then there's still five minutes left in the show it was kind I of know. like the end it was kind of like the end of Carrie where you're like okay Carrie is gone she's dead she's buried and then like slowly comes in and like her hand shoots out of the grave because like <laughs> like Dorinda <laughs> just starts like somebody brought up Tinsley, Tinsley again yeah yeah and Dorinda went insane talking about how she almost ruined the show and all this stuff, like fourth wall breaking. It was great. Well, let me say something about that, that I hope I'm all right to say. And then I know we have to go in a second, but because I was really confused by that. Weren't you like, yeah, I didn't know. Like I didn't like Tinsley either. I found her to be like a truly like a little Barbie doll, like just a nothing, not in a show where you're rolling with women. Say what you will even about Ramona and Sonia, but like, They've got some stories like even Ramona, you know, they've they've lived a life versus this girl who is just daddy's little girl, like trust fund doll. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. And this you can come to your own conclusions that Leah and Tinsley had only met on the show. They met. They were not longtime friends. Oh, I didn't know that. Me neither. So when you find that little tidbit out. It does twist the narrative a little bit oh, as to, and, and in a way I will say that I, and I hope she's all right with me saying this because I, I was really confused by why she got so angry, even though yeah. Tinsley obviously sucks, but like, just let it. But I think what bothered her sense. about it, it felt fake. Yes. And right. it felt like, Oh, let's wrap this season up in a nice little package. When in actuality, this girl left the season early, broke yeah. her contract as Dorinda brought up yes. and it pissed Dorinda off that they were making it like, Oh, and our little Tinsley, like <laughs> I could see that being annoying. Now, maybe not to the level that Dorinda took it to, but I got that it. Makes I was a like, lot more sense. Doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Mm-hmm. That, that makes it. Okay. That now makes it, it feel fake. And so you're like, wait, you're asking these women, I know we have to go, but you're asking these women to be themselves and to open up about their lives and, and very personal things. And you're really digging and scraping the ocean floor to get dirt on these yeah. girls. So the fact that they're going to like make it seem like, oh, and my friend, thank God Tinsley introduced yeah. me. It's like she didn't really introduce you. You know what I'm saying? So Leah, Leah was actually breaking the fourth wall by being fake, but we didn't know. But it. 
but clearly at the hands of someone who told her to do it. Yeah, for sure. You see what I'm saying? Like it wasn't <laughs> Leah's like, I'm going to think Tinsley. Like someone's like, oh, and bring Tinsley up so that everyone gets their moment in the sun and that we right. can like cut to them. The, Since filming Tinsley, you know, <laughs> that's why they did it. I mean, from a production standpoint, it makes sense. They should have had her mentioned because otherwise, how do you fold her a little and, and her and Scott, you know, how do you bring it up? Yeah. So it's right, sort of, right. I, I'm not on anyone's side. How's that? Everyone happy? I'm not taking sides. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, before we bring in our guests, Emma and Julie from Comments by Celebs, who I love, I just want to take a second to remind folks that this episode is sponsored by Aventon Bikes, which I'm a huge fan, and this is such big news. I cannot wait. Listeners, you're finally going to get something from me. Not just endless hours of entertainment and laughter and all of my quirks. We are giving away one free commuter e-bike. Okay, now if you don't know what an e-bike is, I used to be like you before I got my own Aventon bike. Um, Don't worry. Listen, here's the thing. You can still get exercise from an e-bike. Take it from me. Let me tell you about this e-bike. I thought I was, Dan, I thought that they were like, I was getting a a literal motorcycle. Like I thought they were sending me a (laughs) chopper. I was afraid. I read that you can go up to like 25 miles an hour or something. And I got afraid. And the first time you ride it, it's a little bit scary because you're like, oh, like you just pedal like a normal bike. But if you press a button, I like to say that it feels (laughs) like God is pushing you. Here's the thing. You can use your bike for commuting, running errands, cruising outside or Dan, the parks. Um, And especially. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) George Michael may rest in peace, loved to ride his e-bike through the park. Um, And especially in these times where uh, folks aren't going on public transportation because I don't know, we don't want to drop dead. A bike is really for me. I hope they like this copy. A bike is um, for me. It's actually really been a saving grace. Like no kidding. When I was using it, you know, back in the spring, like really almost every day, um, it made me feel so alive. I know that sounds so cheesy, but it's really true. Dan, you remember when I got my Aventon? How, ex- yeah, how excited I Yeah, you literally would text me like every day. You were so excited about it. And we would talk about it. Like seriously, like for an hour, like your adventure, whatever adventure you had on the bike. It, it was It awesome. made me feel really alive. Do you have a bike or I know you have your indoor bike. Do you have an outdoor bike? Yeah, I yeah, I have an outdoor bike. Um, it actually is in my closet and needs repair. But uh, I do oh, like Aventon. riding. I know. Yeah, please. You should enter the contest. Maybe we'll give you a new one. I think you can enter, right? <laughs> Tracy like, Dan can win it. Every single entry in the sweepstakes is the same address. So weird that it's all Dan. Um, I'll tell you why I like that e-bike shit though. Part I hope I can curse on this thing because when I was riding city bikes before I got my e-bike, uh, people would constantly ding at me past me. There's such an aggression towards city bike riders in the city where right. you're just assumed to be like the slowest, shittiest bike rider, which is often true. And in my case, for sure. True. And, um, when you have your own electric bike, people give you a little more respect. And also if people really pass you in an ugly manner, you can um, speed, turn that battery on and zoom right by them. And as an aggressive <laughs> driver and biker, know that for me, that was nearly priceless. Like to be able to pass the person who was nasty. Wow. You know <laughs> what a feeling. What a wow. What a feeling. <laughs> All right. So listen, we're going to, in this upcoming ad break, um, stick around after the show. We are going to tell you, yes, you, how you can win your very own Aventon e-bike. Uh, but for now, Dan, you know, we love you so much. Dan Acton. Follow Dan on Instagram at Dan underscore Acton. Dan, this is so fun. Bye, Michelle. Love you. You know, I'm in love with you. 
little Hi. Dan. I love What's... him so much. We're going to be back uh, after this quick break. We've got the girls from Comments by Celebs, which is just one of the best um, Instagram sites if you don't follow them. Can I say sites? Accounts. Uh, you should follow them right now. And we're going to have them here after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. Well, everybody, I am... Uh, I'm so excited to have my next guests because they actually did my serious show. I'm obsessed with their Instagram account and they have their own podcast, which uh, they have the most crisp and clear voices of nearly any podcaster other than, of course, myself. Uh, their podcast is called Comments by Celebs. Their Instagram account, which is a massive success, uh, is Comments by Celebs. They know, I feel like they're going to teach us so much today. That's why I really wanted to have you girls on because you just know more than me and it makes me feel good. Emma Diamond and Julie Kramer. Hi, girls. Hi. Hi. That was such a nice introduction. Thank you so much. We're so happy to no, be here. I, when I met you guys, uh, met you like virtually the first time, you're young, incredibly successful, and you genuinely know everything. What does that feel like for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> She's giving us so much credit, Julie. It's like <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much. We definitely, I'll tell you, we definitely don't know it all, but we, it's our job to just kind of know everything about pop culture. So we've really, when it's your job, you take it even more seriously than we did before. I think. Well, it's funny because I consider myself like a pop culture expert too, but I feel like there's a whole new slew of, you know, uh, talent, if you want to go that far to call them that like TikTok <laughs> talent that I have blocked, like I have beta blockers that just block TikTokers for me, except for some funny ones. Is it hard to like keep up with who's big on TikTok? Cause I just don't care. <laughs> you know, it's funny because when we were in the studio back in, I guess, end of December, mm -hmm. kind of right before all this hit, Julie had started the TikTok stuff before me. Not we, we don't post ourselves, but just kind of being a spectator. And at the time, I felt like it was another world. I had no idea what she was talking about. And then once I started to get on, I was like, Julie, they're onto something here. This is addicting, right? Isn't that kind of what happened? Yeah, exactly that. I, I can't remember when I first got on, but like I was one of those people definitely in the beginning that was like, a little resistant because I just felt like the audience was so much younger. Yeah. And I was like, I don't think this is for me. And then I was going through it with some of my friends and it was like, first it's like you got all the funny ones and then you like start to notice the same people coming up. And then all of a sudden you're just like fully immersed in it and you are absorbing everything. You know, everything, you know, all the drama and you're like, how did I even end up here? <laughs> it yeah. sounds like you, it sounds like they got you in like um, Syria or something. Like you were like an ISIS catch. You're like, <laughs> how did I end up here? Like TikToking. It just sounds almost like you've been held hostage is I guess what I'm saying. I like blocked out one day and woke up and was like an invisible member of the hype house. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So this is my question. I'm so glad you brought up these houses because I saw something go viral uh, yesterday, I want to say from, is it called the Honey House? Am I making that up? <laughs> yeah, a little bit you're making up. There's the two main ones. Are, well, there may be a Honey House. I just don't know that one. The two main ones are the Hype House and the Sway House, Sway LA. There is, I know the Honey House you're talking about. Are you talking about the video where it's a bunch of different influencers living together? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that one, Em. Okay, so- well, no, because let me explain. So that is definitely not one that is kind of the drama, but it basically, for anybody listening who doesn't know what it is, this guy posted and he, they have this place called the Honey House where it's a bunch of different content creators living together. And he had gotten the question of asking, what does everybody do? And so he, in an effort to be really informative, posted this video showing all the different members and what they do. So this one's a meditation coach. This one is an influencer manager. You know, this one's a, a trainer. And 
he meant to do it kind of just to show what's going on, but it went viral because people were like, this is the most LA thing I've ever seen. And I'm concerned for your sanity. It killed me. It actually, the last like five, you know, spiritual lives I have left in my body were all destroyed by it because it was just these 24 year old, beautiful LA, you know, built either just modely looking people being like, and she's our influencer. He's making some important calls. And it just felt so icky. Like, ugh, like this is people's jobs to do this. Exactly. It was, yeah, I know exactly the emotion that you felt you were having. I know, but maybe how can you encourage me? And I am obviously older than you, um, to get into TikTok. Like how, if I, or is it just, am I going to kill it? I would like to be the one that kills it. You know, like when, once I join, they're like, well, it's fucking over. Now we got to get another thing. You know what I mean? I I can assure you that's not going to happen. You should see the people on there. I guess before I can answer your question, I need to know a little bit more. When you say get on, do you want to get on as a spectator and really know what's going on? Or are you trying to make content yourself? Because there's a big distinction. It's an excellent question. I I would want to get on as a spectator, but I started to think, because is there like a of space, let's say on TikTok, if somebody wants to rant to camera, because I could do a daily rant about something for a minute easily. That's, that's my spirit. You know what I mean? Is that something people do or is that not really seen? Yeah. All the time. (laughs) Julie, she could go viral. She doesn't get it. I don't get it. No, I think our minds are already going because the thing with TikTok is on Instagram, you really have to work for your followers. You know, unless you're somebody that's kind of sex sells, which like literally no disrespect. I I totally respect the people that do that. You really have to work for your followers so hard. And the thing on TikTok is that if you're funny, you just start to gain traction in a way that doesn't happen on Instagram because of the way the algorithm works. So you could go to sleep, wake up the next morning, easily have 250,000 followers. Like it's nothing. You're actually, can I say something to you girls? And this was not the intention of having you on. Do you want to be my manager? Now I can't guarantee a lot of money, but I'm telling you, I work hard. I'm, I'm like Mr. Ed. Like I work so hard. You can truly tell me to say anything. You cancel me, do whatever you want. I'm like, I'm your puppet. I need, you have to teach me. I will give you 10% of my meager earnings. Oh, I would you love can, to. Oh my God, you got, this is the best. I knew this was going to happen having you on <laughs> a way for me to trick you into working with me. Um, let forget my uh, future as a viral TikTok star. Let's talk about, um, and by the way, let me just say one thing that I think will impress both of you. Mm. This past weekend, I did go to Dorinda's house in the Berkshires. <gasps> no, I knew you'd like that. Wait, what? How was it? I, I knew. Can I say something? I knew that you didn't know when you talked to me before that I did that. And it made me feel good that I got to like tell you I did. <laughs> it's like, I can't wait. I'm so happy about that experience. That is a huge flex. Wow. What oh, wow. Time. Thank you. I Let me tell you this. Um, it is the most spectacular home. The only, the only note I have, which I didn't want to say to her, but the curtains that she sits in front of during her talking heads, those like green and purple curtains, mm-hmm. I would strike. That's the only thing in the whole house I would get rid of because everything else really, it is like walking into um, a castle in England or something. It's gorgeous. Well, you're there at the best time. You're there post fish room. You're right after the remodel. I, yes. I, I, oh wow. This is like, I feel, wow, that is a big fucking deal. Congratulations. It was, thank you guys. By the way, wow. You're the only people who have really given me the credit that I feel I deserve for doing it. So thanks. She was also a lot of fun. Don't you think of the Roni girls? Who would you, of? let's say, assuming she's still on the cast, which you know, at the moment she's not, although I have a theory that they're going to ask her back. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think but, that's possible for sure. Because like, who, who are they going to get? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's really hard because I think, 
I honestly, for a part of me thinks that this needed to happen. Like clearly what was going on with Dorinda and I really like her and I think she had it in her. And I think that's why it was so upsetting for all of us. Cause we're like, you are not this person. Like Ramona is Ramona. That's going to be Ramona. You're not changing her. That wasn't Dorinda. Like she's just having unresolved stuff that's manifesting itself into these really like harmful tirades. But I know I I honestly think there's such a chance, especially Tinsley's off, so she no longer has that trigger that's happening. That's right. Mm-hmm. I could so see it. I that's just, and this is not, you know, we didn't discuss that at all. But I just feel like, uh, you know, she. I will say a good point is without that house in the Berkshires, where the fuck are they going to be drunk animals? What hotel? I mean, I guess in Mexico they can rent another Airbnb, but there was something that house was built on like an ancient burial ground. Something happened <laughs> to those women when they walked in there where they all did like thriller eyes, fangs, and they were out of their minds. It's the only place I feel like that really happened. So now what if she's not on? I mean, no, you can't get the drama you get at Dorinda's house. You're not getting it at Ramona's in the Hamptons. I'm not saying there's not drama, but like I would take a drunken night at Dorinda's over the tiki torture being thrown any day of the week. Oh, and not even in the same universe, the tiki Mm -hmm. trial, though. Did you like Leah? Because I feel like you you do like Leah. I do. I do. Do you not? I like her. Julie, do you like her? I have to be honest, (laughs) which I was hoping this wouldn't come up. I'm not as well Bravo versed as Emma is. It's, it's like such a Julie. it's like such a lapse in my in my character. I think so. Like in your TikTok hype house, you're the TikToker and Emma's the Bravo the Bravo person, right? Yeah, like like literally, I run the comments by TikTok like side account, and she runs the comments by Bra- her and Isabel run the comments by Bravo. Wait, that's hysterical, actually. And you also have co- who runs comments by athletes? <laughs> we, we obviously hired someone. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything because I'm not sexist. But who'd you hire? No, <laughs> because it's not you. Yeah. No, we actually hired a woman. Um, oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's excellent. She worked at um, Bleacher Report. She's so well-versed and she's amazing. But I was just like, this is this account is going to waste because Julie and I have quite literally no idea. Aside from the fact that we just like salivate over LeBron on a daily basis, that's the only thing we know. Oh, fair enough. You yeah. know who I used <laughs> to love? You know how I'm very destroyed this week. A lot of my favorites have all gone crashing down. <sighs> Novak Djokovic. Does that do anything for you? Oh, how upsetting was that whole thing? I mean, not not that I was, I'm not taking sides. I'm just saying the way that it all went down. Let me tell you something about Novak and it kills me girls, but he was always my number one. So hot. He seemed funny, kind of a dick, which I'm always drawn to because I'm a little fucked up. And (laughs) then he came out as an anti-vaxxer and I was like, oh, fuck. Like that is, killed me, killed me. All right. Back to us. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, so Julie, what TV do you watch then if you're not a Bravo person? Everything else. <laughs> like literally every other show you can think of, I watch. I just never, the issue with me was that I didn't get into Bravo from the beginning. And then by the time it was like a thing where I felt like I had to, I was just so far behind. So like, I know it enough if it's like a story that's like becomes mainstream. Like I know enough to like know the Berkshire's house is like, a re- like, and be happy for you but I don't know it well enough to talk about like the intricacies of it. Thank you for being happy for me. Cause that's really all I ask of the people who come on here. Just be <laughs> fucking happy for me for God's sake. You know, it's like eight people who are happy for me. Um, I, <laughs> I had no idea I would have been happy for you. <laughs> I know that's so nice. What sign are you, Julie? Uh, Scorpio. Oh, I'm not saying anything. And Emma, <laughs> I'm a Libra. Uh, happy birthday. When's your birthday? Thank you. The 27th this month. Oh, it's a big one. Uh, you two have the perfect job for this time where you don't have to leave your house. Um, you can just stay home. 
How are you? Are you both in New Jersey still? I think I remember that's where you were last time we talked. We both were in Manhattan. And then obviously with everything going on, we went to our childhood home. So I'm in Jersey and Julie's in Connecticut. Oh my God, Julie, I was just in Connecticut. Where are you? I'm in like Trumbull, but like Fairfield County. Where were you? So I was in further than that, uh, like New Milford in, um, oh my God, New Preston, Connecticut. Do you know? Oh, like Candlewood Lake? Yeah, exactly up. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gorgeous there. Oh my God, that state really. But you know what killed me is all the Trump signs. I was driving. I'm like, mm, kills me to see those signs. Yeah. Well, I, there's like, I like break Connecticut into two parts where it's like Fairfield County kind of morphs with Westchester. That's correct. And so like, I've had very few Trump signs here. But then when you drive up, it's like a different Connecticut. It's so crazy. Um, I am scrolling through your Instagram account now. If you guys don't follow comments by celebs, it the amount of work that you two must do in order to find these comments frightens me. Like, <laughs> do you rely on people kind of DMing you sometimes or are you really just scouring Instagram all day long? No, it's definitely a mix in the beginning in the very beginning. And probably for the first year, it was really just us because people, one, it was different. Like all of the comments weren't um, together in the way that they are now. Right. But now, you know, people are really lucky. We have a really like loyal following who sends us things. And thank God, because we don't feel, I guess we feel like we have eyes even when we're not looking in a way, even though we're always looking. So it's definitely like calming, I would say. Uh, there's, you know, I always turn to you girls to teach me about the things that I know nothing about. Cause there's just, there's certain pockets. Like I'll tell you what I, I see Julie, my blind spot is e-reality like Kardashian stuff. I don't really know about. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, Chloe, who, how many millions of dollars of work would you say Chloe's had done at this point? Oh, this is such a hard topic for us to talk about. We get, we get, we're talking about this morning, actually. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that we always say about Chloe. Like, undeniably, she has had so much work. She looks like an absolutely different person, right? So, like, Mm -hmm. that's just an objective statement. It's not bad or good. But I think the thing that we always talk about is like, in our small worlds, and Julie and I, as you know, like literally do everything in our power to not be famous. We don't post ourselves anywhere. Our personal accounts are private. Like we still as human beings and specifically as women in our society are so just like susceptible to criticism because that's the thing, right? Like when you are a woman, you will constantly get critiqued on your looks, good or bad, because people that's feel like they have the liberty to do so, which is unfortunate, but that's just the reality. And yep. then when I think about Chloe, Like, I just can't imagine what it's like, one, being compared to your sisters since the time you're a little girl. And Kim Kardashian just so happens to be one of the most beautiful women in the world. So like- And by the way, has also had a a full Egyptian makeover, you know, like that's the thing, all of the daughters, and I'm not, by the way, I also am not saying good or bad. I'm just saying that like they, none of them look the same way. If you go even, I'll tell you the thing that Kim had done that I was like, I need to really do that. She had her baby hairs lasered off. Like mm-hmm. I saw before and after yeah. where like her little JLo hairs, I call them, were gone. I do the back of my neck. Like I get the little pubes back there lasered, but I never thought the front. So now that's like changed my life. But um, they've all had work. And I agree with you that Chloe, and I say this as a tall woman, Chloe, I always thought Chloe was, I was going to meet her and she was going to be like full blown hulking over me because of the way that she looks next to Kim and Chloe and not Chloe and Courtney. I'm sorry, but 
I met her and she was like five, nine and very slim. And I'm talking, this was 10 years ago before she had everything done and the crazy exercising. And, you know, she looks, I mean, she looks incredible now, but she looked good then too, is my point. I met her and I thought she's so pretty, skinny, not as tall. And this was in heels as everyone kind of imagines just in comparison, she looked so big. And I agree with you that the amount of criticism that she has had and insults thrown her way when she actually, by the way, in my opinion, is like the smartest of the whole family. She's the funniest one, best personality, and yet still has to put up with this kind of negativity. Well, of course, she's going to go with all of her billions of dollars and change her look. Uh, right. right. Exactly. Right. Like we, yeah. we we can't imagine that. Think about your average woman's. I don't know the exact percentage of it. I used to know, but like a ridiculous percentage of women have body dysmorphia because of what, like how society treats us. And then imagine mm. when literally you gain a pound and it is publicized by the entire world. Like it makes me sad. Like that's just what it does. It makes me sad because clearly she does not view herself in the way that she actually is, which I think we can all relate to, but hers is like magnified. Isn't Julie, do we not talk about this literally every day? Like just ourselves all the time. And especially because I think the best way to understand Chloe is that like, if you look at the comments on her pictures, cause it, she'll post one where she's like ridiculously face tuned and everyone will comment about like how fake she looks and how it doesn't look like her. And it's a different face. Mm-hmm. But then she'll post one, like her most recent post, she posted one that like wasn't, was like a little bit farther away and wasn't as facetuned or didn't look as facetuned. And every single comment on it is asking her if she's pregnant. So like, how are you going to, how are you going to comment on Chloe's picture, asking her if she's pregnant when she posts a picture and then get annoyed that she's facetuning her other photos? Do you mean the one here in this caftan that I'm looking at with the cornrows? Yeah, her most recent. Well, by the way, who doesn't look pregnant in a caftan? That the whole point is that you can eat whatever the hell you want and like still look, you know, beachy. But her face, I mean, I will say this, and this is again, I I think she looks great. Her face in this picture could, if you show this to me in a lineup, it's a different person altogether. By the way, may it happen to me. Like, honestly, may I, (laughs) (laughs) once that TikTok career kicks off, girls, take a good look, a good last look, because I want the whole shit changed. I want everything done. You're going right to Simon Orion. (laughs) <laughs> oh is that the name of her doctor i'm literally writing it down Simon. <laughs> that's, that's their like learn it, love it. that's their cosmetic dermatologist but wasn't it a big scandal on your site when scott disick commented on her like super sexy picture recently yes so okay so for anybody who doesn't know chloe posted this picture of her in good american swimwear and she looked insane like amazing and scott comments at real tristan 13 is a lucky man and we see that seven minutes later, obviously, we screenshot it and post it. And the reason we said that is because we've all heard rumors and kind of thought that Tristan and Chloe are back, but we have not gotten confirmation from the family. So we see that and we're like, holy shit, did Scott just confirm that Tristan oh my and Chloe God. are back? Yeah. And then he deleted it. Oh, he deleted. Well, that's the sign. Mm-hmm. That's the sign. Yeah. That's the mark of a true idiot. When they delete their <laughs> Instagram comments, which obviously have been screen grabbed to death already or screenshot, whatever. Um, I say screen grab because I'm old. We used to say that on the internet. I'd be like, oh, screen grab that. And I said it to like my niece. She was like, the fuck is screen grab? I'm like, screenshot. It's not a good story. We'll edit this part out of the podcast. Uh, what has been for you guys in recent times? And I'm on your account now. The thing that has really rocked you to your very core, like what? Because I see here like your most popular things, um, Jay Cutler and Tommy Lauren or however say your name. Oh. I mean, th- <laughs> thoughts on that. I never liked Jay Cutler. I didn't know a lot about him, but this is, this is really a match made in hell. I agree. 
And we were talking about on the podcast and they basically both like said that they weren't dating. Like he posted something on his Instagram and was like a picture of his cow. And it was like the only lady in my life. And then she- <laughs> it was me. We're dating, by the way. Don't be mad. No, go on. <laughs> go on. I'm fuming. Mm-hmm. She tweeted and was like, I love when the internet thinks they know who I'm dating, like be better. And we were talking about on the podcast and I was like, does he think it's better that they're not dating? I think it is significantly worse. Like, if you're not dating, you're hanging out, you're not even getting laid, you're just in it for the conversation in the company. That is the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> but haven't they now confirmed that they're dating? No. They no, because they both tweeted and said they weren't. <gasps> oh, I thought they really were together. But why would you, exactly, why would you even want to be friends? That's worse. You're absolutely right. Because at least she's like a cute blonde with a, a rotted soul. But at least you could right. say that you were with her. Oh my God. I, you know, the, I hate the world. Am I allowed to say that? Just absolutely. Oh, you guys are the best. <laughs> so much. Everybody nauseates me these days. I don't know. It's what's like a shining light. What's something that can pick up my energy and make me feel maybe good about the world again. I mean, there's a lot to be said for Anderson Cooper's shirtless pictures that Andy Cohen has been posting. So that's one that I think. has. Been- well, let me say something about that. And I'm glad you brought it up. Uh, it, I love Andy Cohen, obviously Anderson, longtime fan, but the whole, it did make me laugh that it was like, he is going to be so mad that I posted <laughs> these hot as shit shirtless pictures of Anderson Cooper and like the two of them getting into a feud because it's just, that to me was like a little bit like, okay, you guys, like everyone just take a seat, you know? Well, it's it to- like totally, but the funny thing about it for me is that mm-hmm. Anderson objectively has to have like a more serious persona because of his job. Like you can't compare AC360 and watch what happens live equally as talented, but like completely different. And so oh, I completely. do think like, while I agree with you about that, like I do think there's something really funny about Andy bringing almost this like fun, fun, like liberated side to Anderson. I just envision it in their own lives where Andy's like, come on, do it, whatever the thing is. And Anderson's a lot more kind of timid, I imagine. Like that's the picture that I paint in my mind. I get that. Anderson is very uptight from just the like interviews. You know, you can tell when someone laughs when it's like a tight laugh. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's got that a little bit. Yeah. I would love to make him laugh. Oh, what a dream, honestly. Uh, Wait, do you want to hear something kind of exciting though? So um, on Sirius this week, uh, Susan Miller, the astrologist, is going to be on. (gasps) On your show? Yes. (gasps) You don't know what that means to me. Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute. I actually want you to talk to our listeners about it because I have never been more excited for a guest. Like I truly feel like Queen Elizabeth is coming on my show tomorrow. It's wild. <laughs> this is a huge deal. May I, for, I will go into that in a second, but really quickly, was it a hard process to get her? Um, so real talk, she shares publicists with Luann. So um, I obviously know Luann because I, you know, performed at her um, hit show not fuck Mary kill because I never went anywhere because of a coronavirus. But um, he actually said, you know, I represent Susan Miller and I, the camera cut back to me and I was the tiny head in Beetlejuice. I was like, excuse me. Like, <laughs> did I hear you right? And so he goes, yeah, you want her on the show. And I, I mean, I literally freaked out because I've heard that it's hard sometimes to pin her down a little bit. Well, first of all, this is a huge deal. And second of all, the reason that I'm so, I always of course knew who she was and I followed it just because I'm really interested in astrology. But Recently, she did Randall Emmett and Lala Ken's podcast, and they had, I'm sure you listened to this, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly on. And hmm. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, you know, just recently started dating, and they both felt Megan's like very spiritual. And she was saying that she really feels like he is her twin flame. And she had never, 
she looked into their astrological compatibility, but she hadn't spoken with Susan. And so here's Megan Fox, like a complete A-list celebrity in literally, like she's salivating over Susan, like the fact that she has yes. this opportunity. And Susan is saying all these things that Megan had felt. And I, we did a whole se- segment about it on our podcast because I was like, Julie, this is my heaven. This is all I need. Like it was audio porn for me listening to that. I have to, I actually didn't hear it. And you're making me like, I never thought I was going to say, I'm going to listen to La La and Randall's podcast until this very second. I'm going to listen to it before tomorrow when she's on, because I actually have spoken to her once when um, I was doing the bachelor in paradise after show years ago, they had, and this was like, she was still a huge deal, but I think recently, like she's become a massive celebrity. Like it's just, it's, Everybody knows her like she is the queen yeah. of astrology. And so she had called in then, um, but wouldn't didn't want to do like Zoom or anything or video conferencing. It was just over the phone and it was quick. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't leave with a huge impression from it. Like she, it wasn't personal or anything. It was more about the people who were on the show. So it was a good experience. But I think she's going to read my chart tomorrow. Like I had to send my information to her. Um, wow. And if I. And actually, wait, Emma, I don't want to like make you too jealous. Like, don't, don't be mad. Okay. But like two weeks ago, I'm home where else? And, um, I get a buzzing from downstairs. I'm like, that's strange. She sent me a personalized handwritten note. (gasps) Your reaction is making me feel so good. I can't, you're like making me feel happy. This is so, (laughs) Julie knows this is like my Super Bowl. Keep going. Oh my God. Wait, you should definitely have her on your podcast. She'll for sure do it. Wait. So, uh, she has a handwritten note. And her calendar, she had like a 2020 calendar, which, um, where it's, it's probably right near me. I have to find it. But, uh, with all these like dates and spiritual dates and things. And meanwhile, I'm laughing because we, you know, I've been rotting here. Oh, wait, is this it? Oh, it's right here. Wait, it's called the year ahead 2020. And, uh, it's illustrated in a way that I'm not going to lie is a little bit like 1986, but I like it. Like all these watercolors of ladies in the park wearing big hats. I obviously, so Michelle, a- I obviously bought it. You have it? <laughs> <laughs> what? You bought this. You're kidding me. I swear on my life. I bought one for me and one for Isabel. I am obsessed with it. I'm so happy for you. I'm not jealous. I'm excited. This is so exciting. No, I know. I know. Wait, let's look at it. I can't believe you bought it. It's a beautiful calendar. The quality, by the way, through the roof. Here's a woman. She's in Milan at the beautiful. Oh, that's cancer in Milan. That's my month. Um, in the beautiful uh, mall next to the Duomo, which is stunning. June is like a cowboy month. Wait, let's look at today's date. Today is what? September 8th, mm-hmm. I think. September 8th. Okay, let's look it up. Wait, you're so funny. Okay, wait. You're really making me feel great. <laughs> September 8th doesn't have anything. September 9th, the day that she's going to be on. This is what it says. This is the most fortunate day of the season. <laughs> You can say that again. <laughs> at work, you may just, dis- this is weird. At work, you may discover a lucky break, brisk business and profit. Personally, life glows too. Mm. Huh. Mm. Well, girls, that's tomorrow. I love to hear that. I love. I do love to hear that. Yeah, we need that right now. Are you, I, you know, I'm single. So whenever there's like love advice in astrology, I'm like, you know, I feel like I'm like writing in my diary at 13. Like, oh my God, <laughs> like good day. Are you both single dating? What's your situations? Uh, Julie, you go first. Well, I'm single, so that was easy. Emma, you're just like <laughs> I love yeah, Julie. Um, and are you like and Emma? You're not single, I'm guessing. I'm recently not single. Yeah, I, I've been on and off with someone for like two years now, and uh, we beginning of quarantine, we broke up, and as of like three months, we've been together. So yeah, we're doing it. So how is that working with you being at your parents' house? It's great just because I, you know, I, I'm really lucky to have the relationship that I do with my parents. Like it's always just been really open. And so 
I've had my high school boyfriend sleeping here when I was 16. So it's not, it's not weird at all. Oh my God. That's hysterical actually. Yeah. It's great. That wasn't weird at 16 to have your boyfriend coming over? No, he was my best friend for three years. And I also, I'm an only child and my parents had me later. And like, we've just always had this real sense of trust. And they were like, listen, if you're doing, you're doing it here. You know, it wasn't like I was sleeping with a million people. I was this one guy that I was in love with and they were happy. At 16, how how long did you date for? Oh my God, for a really long time. We dated like seven years on and off. And he's still my best friend. We're, we're not together, but he's truly like he, I just knew it. I knew from the second we met that he was like, I, I'm, I believe that you can have multiple soulmates. Like, I don't think it has to be romantic. Like, I think Julie and I are soulmates. I believe that 100%. I do. And so I knew from the second I met him that he was going to be someone in my life forever. And so still, oh, you know, he's just such a- I, See, I love that. Yeah. I like that you I like that you um connected with someone that you were on and off with at the beginning of quarantine, because I think that for a lot of people, they um they reconnected with people who they also had something with, something not. I feel like desperation got the better of a lot of people. And I'm not saying that in your case, but just hear me out, where I think we realized like, okay, this is it. Like we, I, it's either be alone because you couldn't date anybody new really, yeah. you know? Oh my God. So that totally resonates. I like, I really enjoy that. Like I, I, I appreciate companionship. I don't need it, but I, I enjoy it. And especially like, I just like having a um, sexual male energy around and you're right. Like, what was I going to meet someone new? That wasn't going to happen. I like how you say that. Like, it's so weird. You're like, I, for me, <laughs> I like having sexual male energy around Julian Mish. That's just me. <laughs> We're both like <laughs> sharpening like, our eyeballs. <laughs> I'm like, good for you. All right. That is it for episode one. But if you want to hear more episode two, uh, be sure to tune in on Thursday. We're going to drop the second half with Emma and Julie from Comments by Celebs. We'll see you then. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook. 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall. M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things. Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye, guys.